We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down at the grip? Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show today. Just for those who are wondering, we are not live today. This is a pre-record. We are on our way to Gulf Breeze, Florida. Remember yesterday I told you that we have a teaching event in Gulf Breeze, Florida. It starts at 5 p.m. Central Time. So go to chrisannhall.com. Just right there, I'll put it up on the screen in case you can't understand me. ChrisAnnHall.com. And look at the calendar there, and you can find out exactly where we are. Hit that, um, hit the, uh, the map, find out how to exactly get there. That's ChrisAnnHall.com. And by the way, ChrisAnnHall.com is also where you can find the show archives, article archives, things that we have. Uh, saved up for you for future knowledge, for discipleship into studying the Constitution, and help to you, your family, your coworkers, and your neighbors, and who else you ever have in your church, whatever, to learn, study, and understand how your governments are supposed to work. Doing some great things at libertyfirstuniversity.com as well. So remember, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com for your Constitution training for everything that you need to know about American history, constitution, civics, couple faith-based classes in there, socialism, communism, you name it, property rights, all there at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Yeah, good stuff. Welcome, JC. You have Thank you. my hair on you. <clears throat> 
Imagine that. Imagine that. Chris Ann's hair everywhere. So uh, just to kick off our show right away, I thought we would talk about our women uh, in, uh, remember this is March. This is Women's History Month. And we're trying to share with you women in history that are worthy of remembering. And JC, I thought we'd uh, do Eleanor Eldridge today. Why don't you tell everybody about Eleanor Eldridge? Yeah, she was um, a daughter of a free uh, black man who gained his freedom serving in the Continental Army. And uh, she had uh, she started businesses, basically cleaning and cooking. And uh, she used that business to begin the, the profits from that business to begin acquiring properties. Uh, so she was a so property owner, you know. So her rentals. father was a slave, an African slave. Yes. Who who gained his freedom? Yeah, so through she, the independence, right? And so this is obviously prior to the Emancipation Proclamation. Correct. And so his father was actually free before the Emancipation Proclamation. Her her father yes. uh, her father was yes yes. So yeah. it wasn't the federal government. So that she made was a be. just trying to. Put us right here on the right time frame here. She so was born, uh, born, free. born free. So free, free go. black, which is which brings up an interesting sort of uh, conundrum with the reparations conversation. Yeah. Right. Does that stop with her? So I mean, so then, like, how far do you go back with that? Right. Do you, if you have reparations, do then you knock off some of the payment? You know what I'm saying? So, well, but she she was one, a wealthy entrepreneur. Yeah. So let's just assume, let's assume, for instance, her father uh, was maybe born here, probably born here, mm -hmm. maybe could have been brought here. I don't know. Let's say, let's say his father was brought as a slave. Right. Then he was born here. He was a slave, but then was free. Then everybody born after that was not a slave. And this is in fact, right. well before the emancipation proclamation. So, you know, you go in that line, maybe one, maybe you're talking one person, two people were slaves in mm -hmm. that family line. Right. Is there some formula then, you know, taking percentages off of your what if you were actually, uh, uh, you were, you know, your great grandfather was a slave and then your grandfather was or so your grandfather was a slave, your father was born free, and you own slaves. Yeah, which does could, that sort of undo the reparations thing? Yeah, if so you're that's, free, born free, and you actually own slaves? Yeah, it's interesting because that's probably the history of Michael uh Michael Johnson, I think mm -hmm. was the name, the first Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson, mm -hmm. um, who was the first uh was a black man who owned another black man right uh and was the first case in america i think under the other virginia court that basically essentially legalized chattel right. slavery that you could own someone for life right prior to that it was you know pretty much understood to be an indentured so, servitude but eleanor so fascinating little conundrum there she was uh, born free free black and uh had these businesses she was um, hornswoggled. She was uh, conned and robbed by a banker, and a local sheriff too. Yeah, and sheriff had to fight in the courts 
to uh, to gain her property back. So the courts received this suit. Here you have a, a black lady suing in the court, you know, White people. And, and so how if we go by the narrative of, well, black people were only property and, you know, they were never seen legally as property. So you have property suing uh, the court, receiving a suit. Mm hmm. And property sued somebody. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. So here's a, Which, what you're trying to say is, is obviously yeah, not the it's case. Not the case. Eleanor was seen in the court as a person who's not only and I, I want to make this clear in this lawsuit. She is suing a lender and the local sheriff. Yeah. And the court, let's just be clear about this, recognizes her as an equal to them. Correct. An equal. Yeah. And so with the threat of the lawsuit, she was able to regain her her uh, property back. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said, this is all before Emancipation Proclamation. This is one of many uh, what I call black founding fathers and mothers that you that were successful um, entrepreneurs, business people, scientists, doctors, lawyers, teachers, professors. I mean, you could go on and on. Um Many, many, many you heroes. You mean before Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, and I, I guess we should, America. I guess we should mention you can find that history at libertyfirstuniversity.com, our, our mm -hmm. more than victims uh, presentation about the stolen black history of America. Eleanor is actually also in the Forgotten Founders class right. that I teach, uh, which is a more broad focus of all kinds of forgotten founders, yeah. men, women, black, white, uh, Hispanic. Yeah. You have a specific presentation. I, I don't think we've, I don't think we've ever filmed it. You've presented to uh, various women's right. Republican clubs, federated women mm -hmm. and thing like things like that. You, uh, you have a founding mother's presentation right. to mm -hmm. counter, you know, the, the, the misogynistic narrative and right. women were weak and, under the foot of the men. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are so many female uh, heroes, mm -hmm. just like the black Americans right. during our founding that were, were critical, critical. I think right. a mercy Otis Warren, would we, could we confidently say that America would have taken the same direction that we'd be here no. as, as we are without <laughs> mercy Otis Warren, without mercy Otis Warren, without Penelope Barker, uh, and you can without, say, uh, prudence, right? You know, so that's your, yes, your founding mother's presentation yeah. that you're going to say. I get it teared up even just thinking about yeah. those guys. We, we it, have it, to film that yeah. and put that on libertyfirstuniversity.com. But it anytime you mine. guys see that on the calendar when she's yeah. presenting, it's amazing, amazing, right. powerful course. And it's because I love these women so much, but not only that, it really is heart wrenching to me to know that not only are these women actually avoided yeah. in history. They are discredited. They're demeaned by the narrative that they didn't even exist. You know, not only that they personally exist, but women like them of courage and principle didn't exist. They were all a bunch of victims. Right. So yeah, that's these... why I appreciate the opportunity to bring, you know, to have this teaching moment. We need to, you were talking about making, uh, posters for schools for Black History Month yeah. for your forgotten founders, you know, the black Americans. We need right. to do that for the women, too, especially now we have this whole March is Women's History Month thing going on. I thought March was bas college basketball month, but <laughs> I guess. Speaking of basketball, <laughs> not really. 
Uh, in our presidential watch, this is actually breaking news, JC. Uh, poor Biden has now fallen down on his uh, way to uh, up the stairs to uh, Georgia on Air Force One. And I'm playing the video now. I took the sound off because it's not really any any sound, uh, just the wind blowing. But you see Biden up going up the stairs. Wait, right, ready? Here we go. Stumble, Ooh, oh, wait, uh, stumble, oh, oh, wait, wait, going oh. all the way down. Wow, bless his heart. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's somebody, please, please, please help that man. Here's the, a picture of the other version. Look, look how far down he actually, I mean, man. he's like on his shoulder. And again, you know, as an isolated incident, this yes. can happen to anybody. Right. Yeah. There's several but presidents who have stumbled. Pattern, up for a pattern yeah. of incoherence and instability. Yes. Seems to indicate a problem. Presidential. There seems to be a problem, right? And and here's the another thing. It's just the town hall says President Joe Biden's trip to Georgia, no pun intended, I bet, got off to a rough start on Friday after he fell down multiple times multiple while climbing times. up the stairs to board Air Force One at Joint Base Andrews. Now, I have to say, I've stumbled on stairs, but I don't think I've fallen three consecutive times going upstairs. Have you done that? Uh, no, I don't Sonny, think Sonny's so. over here. Sonny, have you ever fallen three consecutive times going up or downstairs? Three I mean, you fall, get up, fall, get up, fall, fall again. On your face. On the same trip. On the same, like fall down, fall down. And then the last time you literally fall on your face. Sonny? No. No, oh, no. Right. You, trip up the stairs. you have tripped. But not three consecutive times on the same trip. Okay, and we we understand Sonny's young and you well, know, you can all that. But. You can Google and watch as presidents stumble on these stairs. It has sure. happened before, but I have to wonder. As Son Sonny's like our new Snurdly. Yeah, that's we there we go. Talk to Sonny off camera. <laughs> so the thing is, is that like you said, it's a pattern, right? But with the pattern of Biden's instability, wouldn't you think he would have someone with him as he's going up the stairs? His wife could hold him up as he's going upstairs. Please, please. He'd get one of those kids that rubs his legs to the hair help on him up his this. legs. Yeah. yeah. So, JC, we made the news. Actually, I made the news. I made the right wing watch again. Yeah, you are, you say again. Yeah, you are you are officially on George Soros's radar. Yes, yes, yes. I've been on Right Wing Watch before. Have but you? This is this is pretty in depth. Yeah. And so the the author of this article is. Let me just go ahead and and share like this so we can move from screen to screen just a little bit better. Does this does this mean the targeting has begun? I mean, are we? Is this? Are we now on the verge of being deplatformed? I mean, you're officially. George Soros is now watching, yeah. sicking the hounds on you. Yeah. So Peter Montgomery, who is actually the senior analyst. Senior hack. The senior hack for Right Wing Watch. Bless right? his heart. Here's, his, here's his, his Twitter handle. He's a progressive writer about religious and political right. He is a 
senior fellow at People for and whatever that is, and right wing uh, rock. People, people for, for the America. American way. People, people for, for the, the American, American way. way. Right. He loves singing, dogs, poetry, and his husband. And just so in case you're you're curious, JC, you may refer to him as he him. Great. Yeah. So there is Peter Montgomery. And Peter Montgomery has written an article about the sheriff training that I did with uh, the Constitutional Sheriff's Peace Officers Association. Let me just show you. We'll just we'll just skip down here and I'll show you. Oops. I have to learn how to spell my own name right. There we go. The New American. Oh, what well, first I wanted to go with the title before we move down there. 40 Texas sheriffs join training where they are taught to resist state and federal tyranny. Whoa. Seriously, is that a bad thing now to resist tyranny? Apparently, for Peter Montgomery. For Peter Montgomery, we should not be resisting tyranny. Don't do it. But because the only <laughs> Well, and that's the thing about people for the American way. The only tyranny that... What American way are they talking about? I, I don't know. Which American way? I don't know. Because not the way that America what was they, founded. What they say they stand for, because you, you were reading yeah. what they were about. What yeah, they yeah, say yeah. they stand for is actually contrary to what they do. Yes. So, because yes. we're about rights and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. When you read that, then why are you upset at resisting tyranny? Right. Like, if you read right. what they're what they're for... Mm -hmm. They should be on the side of these sheriffs. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely resist right. tyranny. Okay. No, but they like, only first, we are for freedom of speech and freedom of religion and correct. And but all they're not. Rights. But but they're not. The no, fact, the not. truth is, Peter Montgomery and people for the American Way are just basically an anti-Christian organization. They simply hate Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, and because, and that's it, it's it's bizarre to me because. So he has this caricature of anybody who's religious because he made they make that comment about the trailer like that's a thing. It's evangelical thing and whatever. Uh, so, you know, you're all this bigoted, hate gays, hate minorities, blah, blah, blah. We and we never bash no. LGBTQ. Whatever. I mean, no. we will point out the absurdity of some of the stances, but the hypocrisy I, of not, their tolerance. I'm not for oppressing anyone because of their sexual orientation you, I, I be believe you, let me be me correct okay? i believe i believe from a faith-based perspective you know what i hold a biblical view of what that is but from a here's the thing and maybe peter doesn't understand this because he because he only meets people christian i guess christian people that don't get it because there are a lot of religious yeah. right that don't get it but the gospel peter the, the true gospel of the bible peter is is not coercive so I don't, because of the gospel, I don't believe in using the power of government to oppress anyone, including LGBTQ, whatever. Uh, so if I if I think, for instance, personally, from a biblical perspective, that homosexuality is not the right way to go, mm -hmm. then the methodology that we've been given as mm -hmm. Christians is the gospel. I present right. to you the truth of the gospel. The Holy Spirit changes your heart, and he deals with that. Yeah, I'm not called to oppress you, take your rights or hate you. I don't hate you at all. So he paints everybody with this broad brush, right wing, reli religious right. right and blah, blah, right. blah. And, and so it's very evident that th they have this hatred and anger mm -hmm. toward their Bitters. their view. The root 
of bitterness. Of Christianity yeah. and, and any sort of faith belief at all. And this anti-government, because you don't want govern, government to be tyrannical, you're anti-government. So right. Martin right. Luther King Jr. was somehow anti-government yeah. because he didn't want his he people tyrannized? He would be, really? a, in, in this man's eyes, he would yeah. be a right-wing radical. Right. Gandhi, 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 Gandhi was Gandhi. religious. Yes. And resisted government tyrannical tyranny. government. So he was a right wing radical. religious radical. Yeah, radical. So um <laughs> Pete I I, I just writes, it's hard to comprehend where they come yeah, from. Yeah, Pete writes based on the New American article. We I, I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the show. It's a yeah. really nice article. I know I shared it on social media. But uh, the New American reported that some sheriffs, quote, heard for the first time that the so-called supremacy clause of the U.S. Constitution, Article 6, Clause 2, is misinterpreted. State and county laws are superior to federal law, not the other way around, which makes the sheriff the most powerful elected official in the country, end quote. They're terrified of that. They, they don't, they don't it's want all, It's all true. It's all true. It's, it's all, all true. true. But for some reason, it terrifies <laughs> the smash out of them. I don't understand But that. it's, fa again, fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, the For instance, the legalizing marijuana and all that sort of thing. Medical mm -hmm. marijuana and all these yeah. movements. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if Peter is in favor of that. Yeah. That is entirely based on state sovereignty. That's right, and the and state supremacy, and and gay marriage absolutely is also based on state, state sovereignty, sovereignty, right? The fact that the federal and government the supremacy can clause. dictate to you, yeah, correct, exactly. So I right, well, there you go. It's just they speak out of such mm -hmm. ignorance, and right. these caricatures they have built of of. Hey. You what guys, we teach and who we are. You guys that are watching. It's very sad. Okay, this is Pete's this is Pete's Twitter. Maybe you guys could share with Pete this episode cuz I'm Twitter banned, right? So I can't get on Twitter and share it with this. Maybe you could share this episode with him and maybe if Pete isn't so too much overwhelmed by his <laughs> cognitive dissonance he could actually watch and 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 learn who yeah, we really are. No animosity toward no, Peter whatsoever. I love You're, singing and dogs. I do. I love my wife. I don't have a husband, but you know. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's as far love, as right? Loving it's another spouse, human being. Spouse, whatever. Love my spouse, right? I'm not. And 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 if you know, we could have a discussion like, hey, Peter, this is what I believe the scripture says. Yeah. This is a position I hold you know, whatever. And he's, and he says, Hey, I don't agree with you. Pac Sands, whatever. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. And I'm a hundred, but I want to jail him and take his rights. Come on. Yeah. I'm a hundred, but that's I'm what 100 he thinks. in favor of religious liberty. Correct. And freedom of speech. Exactly. The right to peaceably assemble and to, Correct. you know, associate freely. Associate no, I, and I, you and you look through his stuff. Every Christian is anti-Muslim, right wing, anti-Muslim. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm not for outlawing any mosque or anything like that. No. Now, I'm, I'm against that, that I'm would... against committing violence yeah. against people Absolutely. in the name of religion. Right. I don't care what your religion is, but if you just want to worship peacefully, knock yourself out. I don't care if you yeah. you worship that tree over there. Go for it. Go for it. But so, I but I want the freedom to speak and converse with people in sharing the gospel in the attempt for the gospel to change people's minds. Yeah. Uh, through the power of the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit, and not you know, coercion. Here's the thing, Pete. If, if, if you do get a chance to watch, you don't want me to hate you simply for who, what your ideology is and what you believe. 
So don't hate me based on some label that you have placed on me. So I won't. I would I love to. to hate you. I won't hate you for your labels. Don't hate me for mine. I would love for Peter to write a follow-on, a follow-up yeah. article explaining why he is in favor of tyranny. Yeah, oh, that, that would that's be what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You're offended at the message of resist tyranny. Yeah. And by the way, we are very explicit on what that means. Actually, and the definition yes. of tyranny. And yes. it's not about supporting a particular candidate no. and you know overthrowing the government because you like your candidate, hate the other candidate. It has nothing to do with it. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So I feel sorry for these guys that are so deluded yes. and, and clueless, but write right. authoritatively about right. things that they well, have here, let's, no Let's look at no this, though. So about. he says, the New American recounted how one speaker, quote, a noted constitutional authority and attorney, Chris Ann Hall, told Texas sheriffs that it is their duty to ignore federal gun laws. Well, I imagine that it would also be their duty to ignore a federal marriage law that restricts marriage to a man and a woman, to ignore federal marijuana laws, or to ignore federal laws that say you can't drink raw milk how, or eat raw cheese. Hey, Peter, how about the Federal Fugitive Slave Act? There you was, go. Was Wisconsin wrong when they said, no, you're not going to use uh, our sheriffs and judges and uh, and co-op state resources to come and drag people back into slavery. W was Wisconsin wrong for exerting their state power yeah. against the federal fugitive slave How about Act? this one, JC? What if during the civil rights movements, some sheriffs understood that it was their duty to defend the rights of all people, yeah. no matter the color of their skin. And therefore, Rosa Parks would have never had to be arrested yeah, somehow for Peter sitting on the that. bus. So Peter is, Peter, are you against sheriffs actually escorting Miss Parks home so she can safely choose whatever seat she wants? Are you against the, the sheriff standing for the rights of the people when the government is has a tyrannical overreach. Or are our rights only for people on the left, as yeah, you define yeah. it? So he says, Hall is, that is how it works for you? Hall is featured in the trailer for for uh, non-compliant. Yay! Um, Andrew Bartbright would, Breitbart would say, "Good any publicity is good publicity, right? right? So how many people who follow the right-wing watch now are going to click on the non-compliant and see all about that, right? <laughs> Try to hack the site. Yeah, a movie that appears to mix radical anti-government libertarianism with conservative evangelical Christianity. Hmm. I just, again, Peter, can you please explain to me <laughs> Explain to me something very important here. How can I possibly be anti-government when I teach the Constitution of the United States that created government, when I teach the state constitutions that created the state governments, when I teach the history that created America, where I support every application of the constitution that creates a government according to the constitution. I, I, I want Peter, seriously, 
If Peter gets to watch this, I'm praying. I'm going to start praying right now. Send him a copy. Send him it. You guys, he, seriously, here is, here's Peter's, Peter's Twitter, right? Everybody just send Peter the <laughs> link to this on YouTube, right? Send it to him. I'm sure he likes YouTube. So, and I really, Peter, I implore you, contact me. If you contact me through the website, chrisannhall.com, I promise there won't be some kind of spontaneous combustion by you clicking on my website. That won't happen. We won't attack you. We won't degrade you. We won't berate you. We will receive you in love. And what we'll do is have this discussion where you can explain to me, Peter, how I'm anti-government. That, that's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. How in the world am I anti-government. You teach that constitution thing. I teach that constitution thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is also interesting because I don't, I don't know that I can actually uh, say this. Where is the uh, Michael Perutka, Perutka thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. There here we go. Also on the list of speakers for the conference was neo-confederate Christian reconstructionist activist and funder Michael, Michael Perutka. Perutka. I don't even understand all of that. I don't even understand. Michael Perutka oh is one of gosh. the most humble. Oh my goodness. Loving. He's like your grandpa. Good hearted with man tendencies. I have ever met in my life. In my life. I don't even know what, what does neo-confederate neo mean, JC? I think it's a code word for racist. Yeah. Like you hate black people. Sonny, do you, you know want... that term neo-confederate? Cause you're in with that crowd. Is that the new term for racist? It, I never Perhaps that's what he uses to connect the the notion of state authority, mm -hmm. because you know you had the Confederacy asserting that it didn't have to follow the federal government and what it said, and so it was it, it was trying to make people slaves. But here's the kind of contradiction, of that. right? A neo-Confederate Reconstructionist. By some, well, I think we'll it's Christian later. Reconstructionist. Christian Reconstructionist, because a Reconstructionist. Yeah, no, I don't think that refers to Reconstruction in the sense of the Civil War. Christian Reconstructionist, I think those terms are tied together and probably have some specific meaning for Peter. I, I don't even know what all these So, Peter, words mean. if you contact me, maybe you Because can... it doesn't say what Perutka said or what he taught, Funder. right? You can just throw these they amorphous him, labels they make him up. sound like George Soros. He sounds like the Grand Dragon of the KKK, yeah. who ha who's a like, billionaire Grand Dragon of the KKK. Michael Peruka like. runs a nonprofit constitution education program for adults and children. Right. The man, I, I, I see him. He's like the, the nicest guy, the most humble guy, the grandpa guy that you want to just hug. And it never said an evil word about anyone that I, any that I've ever seen, right? I don't know. It's just crazy. I'm just I'm just begging you, Peter. I'm I'm, I'm imploring you, as a journalist, do the right thing and give us a call. Yeah, interesting. I there was a I forgot one part. Oh, I don't remember what I was what no? caught caught my attention, but uh, where he was describing. Um, let me see if I can find it. You can keep keep going. Well, this whole idea that um, that the sheriff is somehow some kind of hireling of the government, some some robots to do what the govern what the government wants them to do. 
is overturned by since 1215. So the idea that the sheriff is some kind of agent of the king has been completely and totally obliterated, especially in American history. You know what's interesting, JC, is the short-term memory problem that we have. What I want to do is refer them. Did you find it? No, I, re I remembered, though, he makes a comment somewhere about um, that you teach that everything the federal government does is unconstitutional. Ah. Let's let's see. <laughs> Which is completely false. Uh, but I, I assume the reference. Oh, you know what I think it is? I think that's this this one here. Um, and I think obviously the reference is to the concept, again, of state authority. But, Peter, there's something called the Tenth Amendment that, that literally says whatever we didn't tell the federal government it could do mm -hmm. that's reserved to the states I, I don't know peter if you've ever heard of the 10th amendment well, maybe it's not but i mean it amendment. actually says that right, right that there's basically certain things we gave responsibility for the federal right. government to do if we didn't right. then that's reserved to the states like, i think he said like 75 percent of what the federal government does they're not authorized to do so he that yeah. means he's gone through all of your stuff and then like is making a tally yeah and has done the math yeah of, like yeah. he had a specific percentage. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And he's it's obviously crazy. not listening to me because yeah. I don't say 75%. I say 95%. So <laughs> there you go. Right. You just, but be a real journalist and, and, and contact me. So we, we can actually talk about, this. well, like I'd the, like to have, I like the journalist from Washington post. Yes. Gr really yeah. nice guy. Really great nice guy. guy. Yeah. Um, but when we started speaking to him, he came with these same sort of broad statements of, Oh, when you talked about what belonged to the states and mm -hmm. what the federal government mm -hmm. was not authorized to do, and he was saying, "Oh, how could we? How could we not not have this and not have that?" And you had to you had to sort of slow down and go, like, deal with how he was translating, mm -hmm. retranslating your statement. Mm -hmm. And you said, "I didn't say not have this or not right. have that. Right. I, what I said was that power is properly seated at the state level, right. so you could have." Right a state EPA if you want, a mm -hmm. state whatever if you want. Uh, but there's no author, you will find no authorization in the constitution for many of these federal agencies. They should be no. state agencies. And then it, it clicked for him. Yeah. Like it totally changed. Like, oh, wait a minute. That's completely different. Yeah, yeah, it is completely different, but it's actually, that's actually what she's saying. And what you said is not what she's ever stated. Mm -hmm. And so it was fascinating. And he was very objective and, mm -hmm. you know, and listened. And we had the conversation, I think, came to an understanding, right. a clarity of what you actually teach rather than the caricature that he showed up with. So this guy was clearly a real journalist, an actual journalist. Right. And, and I respected this guy for that. It was at the Washington Post. I think mm -hmm. most of his career was foreign correspondence. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I enjoyed that. And they, they, you know, they did the art. He finally published the article. Your side of it, what he published was right. accurate and legit. Now he had to bring in SPLC and all the others to give their caricatures, right. uh, just like right, right. right wing watch. Right. Uh, but overall the, the guy himself, objective, legit journalist listened and reported yep. what we actually said. Right. This it, Peter just builds caricatures uh, has no no interest in understanding or and, clarifying what's taught. No, he didn't. Peter did not reach out to me. I, I even give SPLC a kind of nod because they actually reach out to me and talk yeah. to me. Right? Now, they that, did distort it. They they really will print 
all lies. Even Which was funny because you did everything in writing <laughs> yeah. with SPLC in yeah. the conversation. They published the distortion of the conversation, and then you published the actual transcript of the conversation yeah, after absolutely. their fake yeah. article. So Peter is not actually a journalist at this point. For a senior journalist, it's really kind of he's an activist. He he has he is not reporting on an event. He is reporting on an article that reported <laughs> on the event. Right? Yeah. That's what he wrote about. He's writing about uh, the article written by the New American. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's just crazy. And so, and they that's what the organization does. Just take this opportunity to to you know build a caricature of people. Yeah. Don't actually report what they're teaching, but misrepresent what they're teaching and, yeah. and paint with a broad brush and, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, publish distortions. So it's very sad. This is where the term fake news, which so offends them, fake news. This is yeah. where it comes from and with the irony is the idea of, of this kind of exactly. bias. Like you, you can't see through your own bias. So he has this internal hatred. I mean, maybe because some Christians abused him and whatever, but he's personally offended uh, at something connected with Christianity. So it's like you can't get through that bias. He's personally offended by people on the right who are, who, you know, some maybe maybe he encountered some who are bigots, who, who do want to control people. And, and so he takes this offense and he can't he can't get past that bias. And so it colors just this is what all the people are upset about the left media. And same thing on the right with Fox. They have their biases and they can't write in, a, in an objective way. It's all about slandering, quote unquote, the other side. And so Peter would rail against Fox News, right, mm -hmm. and their bias. But he's no different. It's just his own bias. So, you know, whether it's the, the uh, deep state establishment bias of Fox, the party controlled, you know, corporate perspective that they can't half the time write anything objective uh, or the left pushing the socialist and now the, you know, identity politics, racial narrative, everything's about skin color. Everybody's a racist, you know, so it, it's pretty sad. Uh, not too many journalists actually working today in the public. If they are, they're independent journalists who try to be objective and then they get targeted by folks like this. Yeah. So it's just very sad. And the very what's very sad is that this which is we're thankful now, by the way. This is now. Thank the, you for the publicity. Yeah, thank you for the publicity. I just I hope that it doesn't. You know, whatever. Thank you for the publicity. But be a better guy. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> just don't be that guy, right? Don't be that guy. If you're capable. If if it's possible, don't be that guy, Peter. I mean, we're just we're 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 happy that you took the time to put us in writing to make make your people click our links and yeah. maybe get educated, <laughs> do a little background check. Maybe they'll go to chrisannhall.com right. and they'll, they'll be the journalist that you weren't and they'll start reading my articles and they'll start actually learning about the constitution and seeing how everything that I teach is based on fact and history. And, and, and maybe they might stop following right wing watch, yeah, realizing exactly. that they're putting out distorted information. Right, right. Remember because I was a radical. Well, when I was growing up, we weren't called leftists, right? But by today's standards, I was a radical leftist. And so somebody uh, pointed me in the right direction at one certain point in time, and I had a transformation process. So thank you. Thank you so much, Peter, for directing people to us. How many, when we were on 
when I did those interviews on C-SPAN, how many, yep. how many self-described li liberals and self Democrats, self-described liberals and leftists, correct, contacted us after watching my training on yeah. C-SPAN, watching the interview, the three-hour interview of me yeah. on C-SPAN. Yeah. And what did yeah. they say, JC? Well, and and much of it was we probably don't agree politically, mm -hmm. but I thank you for opening my eyes to these constitutional concepts. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are flat out, man, I got to rethink. Uh, right. I got to rethink where I stood on this issue, that issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's good. Information gets out to people. And this is the whole thing. This, I think this is what is the whole point of the attack, the right wing watch and all of their, the tactics of people like them mm -hmm. uh, is the smearing and demonizing right. so that people don't access this information. And so they have to paint everything as some sort of white supremacist, uh, racist hatred that they're spewing. So make you appear toxic so they don't listen. Uh, none of that stuff is in anything we teach never has been right uh, but and never will be but that i think that's the whole point mm -hmm. of this organization and and peter's reason for being alive mm -hmm. uh is to smear folks with whom he disagrees or thinks he disagrees with politically um so Which that nobody else don't disagree nobody else accesses the information at a principled perspective no, I I guarantee you, on how to get I to those guarantee you, we don't. I mean, if again, if you look at what they describe with what what they say they Religious stand for, liberty. yeah, we are absolutely. But then when you you're going to smear like this, the whole what does it say? Conservative evangelical Christianity. What what does that mean? Right. Like these are code words that they use. What are you implying there? What is conservative evangelical Christianity? In the film, the only thing. I mean, it's basically you say um, Christians have to be involved in politics. And we, we actually criticize churches for not allowing us to come in and teach the Constitution in their churches. Right. So how am I an uber right wing religious zealot who's criticizing churches for not allowing us to teach the Constitution? Which is about the principles of liberty for liberty everybody. For every, you, you, in fact... You, in fact, have ticked off many. You So you have the presentation on uh, religious liberty that you give. First Amendment focused yep. religious right liberty at, presentation. You can get it at libertyfirstuniversity.com. I've watched people in the churches storm out. Had a guy almost want to fight me in New York. Storm out of the church <laughs> because of teaching these principles that the gospel doesn't teach this marriage of church and state using the power of the state to control people, to impress, to oppress people and being a freeloader off the state to fund your education. Mm -hmm. If you want Christian education, then, and if you believe that God is your provider, then, you know, we should have Christmas mm -hmm. Christian businessmen and, 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 mm -hmm. and the church do this one because of a testimony of the gospel Two because you don't want, uh, foothold of the government in your church and in your education. And people get mad because they want the government to fund their Christian education, but yet outlaw every other religious education. So they don't like when you say that, um, you know, I've pre I, a guy wanted to fight me in central Florida one time at a presentation where he wanted me to uh, support 
the federal government's Defense of Marriage Act. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I can't support that because the government has no place in marriage at all. My personal belief is that marriage is between a man, woman and God. That's it. The state is not in that equation. And uh, they don't they don't like that because they didn't want to use the power of the state to say, oh, these you know, these two guys can't marry. Well, it's supposed to be the gospel that right. works on the heart of those two individuals to change their heart. God didn't give us the tools of the government, but he says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So I don't understand why that would be offensive to someone like Peter, where I'm basically teaching, hey, leave Peter alone. If you if you don't believe Peter's lifestyle, share the gospel with Peter. Let the gospel change his mind. Don't beat Peter up. Don't take his rights. Don't oppress him. He has every right as American that you do. Mm-hmm. And and if and if he wants to do this over here, it's got nothing to do with the church, whatever. Use the gospel. God gave you the gospel as your tool. Right. N- not depend on the government because God's not capable of, of conducting his business. So you need a government bailout. You need a government crutch. I, I have I, it's hard to conceive. And maybe it's because Peter's never heard anything like that from a Christian. You know it's hard to conceive why he would be opposed to let that. Me, let me pull him back in here because I'm still trying to dissect this whole label that he's given me. Maybe because, well, I'm not going to go there. So anti-government libertarianism. Let me just give you a couple quotes. John Adams, liberty must at all hazards be supported. Samuel Adams, um, uh, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Uh, Samuel Adams, again, when we tamely suffer a lawless attack upon our liberty, we encourage it and we involve others in our doom. You have Thomas Jefferson. How can the liberties of a nation be thought secure, right? Uh, any people who wish to be ignorant and free wish for what never was and never will be, right? So all these people, were libertarianism in yeah, their thing. Little but, L. But they created government. Correct. How can you be anti-government libertarian when you hold the principles that I have that come directly from the people who created our government? So would he say that Samuel Adams, John Adams, Peter, Peter, do you say that Samuel Adams, John Adams, Thomas Paine, Benjamin Franklin, um, James Otis Jr., and Mercy Otis Warren. He may have to go look that one up. Uh, uh, Prudence Cummings Wright, Penelope Barkey. Probably have to look those up too. You would you tell me that those people are anti-government because they share the same print government principles, the, the the principles based on government that I share. Correct. Right. So please, Peter, tell me, those people, are they anti-government? Because that would be absurd. They actually created a government. You can't be anti-something and then create it. And, and by, and by extension, teach those principles yes. that created it. Yes. And the principles that underlie yes. it. Yes, yes. So I, The only I, thing I can surmise is that Peter is of the mindset that he wants the power of the federal government to enforce his worldview Mm -hmm. on every other American. And so when you say that the sheriff Mm -hmm. uh, is 
an office that can resist mm -hmm. that unconstitutional imposition, by the way, right. which has been supported by the Supreme Court, a principle that's been upheld by the Supreme Court. When you say that, then that's obviously an, an obstacle if Peter wants to use the federal government to impose his will on his fellow Americans, then you saying that would be an obstacle to his agenda. That's the only thing I can surmise uh, in many of these types of organizations. They, they, want to, they want to use the coercion yep. of the federal government to force their will upon the rest, their fellow Americans. And anybody who doesn't go along with that, they target with slurs right. and uh, disinformation and, well, me, and mischaracterization. As we as we tune out, because we this is a shorter show today, as we close out, I want to share with Peter something that Thomas Paine said. An avidity to punish is always dangerous to liberty. You know, that libertarianism thing. Mm -hmm. It leads men to stretch, to misinterpret and to misapply even the best of laws. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates this duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach to himself. So, Peter, when you when you get all radical about having the government enforce your ideologies by calling people like us anti-government radical extremists, right, which is crazy because... What we teach is 244 years of history, which is kind of the opposite of the word radical, mm -hmm. right? That's the opposite of a word radical. Maybe this is opposite day for Peter. It's actually over 800 years of history. Over when, you, 800 when, you, years. when you go back and show oh. the origin of our founding documents. Oh, no, it's a thousand yeah. five years. That's, a thousand yeah. five years of history is what I teach, which is the opposite of what's radical, right? And so when, Peter, you're asking the government to be your strong arm, to enforce your ideologies, and then to, to uh, you know, what is it, to, to ostracize others that don't believe as you do, you are actually establishing your own gallows. Yeah. The laws that will be used against you because there is a political, unavoidable, unequivocal truth. Your ideology will not be in power forever. And when the power shifts, the power, the sword that you have put into the hand of the government that you love will be the sword that comes against you. And that's why Payne said what he said. So why not? Government must be limited and defined. So why not encourage the principles that say every individual has a right to enjoy their life, their liberty, their property, live in the way that they see fit without government coercion and oppression, right. uh, as long as you don't harm another individual? Right. Why, why, why not promote? those principles. Why is that so radical? And, and, I, and I have to add uh, to what you had said earlier, the, the length of time that these things have been held to be true is not the only basis <laughs> right, for, them, for their legitimacy. We're just right. saying that's an indication uh, that the idea of it being radical uh, is not so. This not Something's been so for this mm -hmm. long. But it's the same thing Thomas Jefferson. These are self-evident truths. Right. So there are other elements of that 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 add uh, to solidify the legitimacy of the principles of liberty, the principles of self-governance. That's right. It's absolutely right. Slavery, the idea of slavery 
is antithetical to liberty. Uh, to liberty. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to the gospel. By the way, an all-powerful federal government is how you get slavery. Mm -hmm. When the sheriff cannot defend you, that's how you get slavery. When majority rules, that's how you get slavery. So what I teach is anti-slavery. The ideology of this this idea that government should be able to do whatever it wants to do, Peter, and that that the federal government is entitled to do whatever they want. See, without me educating people on the limits of federal government that you call radical, you are now actually establishing a government scenario where slavery is placed back into position. And we might add the intellectual argument that overturned slavery was rooted yes. both in the principles of the gospel and the founding documents of America. Yeah. Uh, both Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King Jr., and a laundry list of abolitionists that we could name. The Quakers who started the Underground Railroad? Referenced the founding documents for yes. the principles. They they pointed to the principles. Frederick Douglass in in this in his speech, 1852, what to uh, what to the Negro, what to the slave is your fourth of July. The the entire premise of the speech was to point to the to the principles in the founding documents and tell the people of America at that time that you're operating counter yep. to these constitutional principles. Yeah. As opposed to uh, his initial um, mentor who taught him that the Constitution was a slave document. When Frederick Douglass came to the conclusion, no, it is not a slave document. It is a document of liberty. And he held that document and waved that document, pointed to that document, referenced the document, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution to call Americans to heal mm -hmm. about this issue of slavery. Be, he said, be true to these founding principles. Right. Be true to these founding documents. Live them out. Stop living contrary to these principles, these great principles encompassed in our founding documents. Get rid of slavery. So how can you stand there? We're radical of teaching the principles of liberty and the principles of constitution. The very thing that Frederick Douglass proclaimed was mm -hmm. Frederick Douglass an anti-government radical mm -hmm. by telling the people that the con if we follow the model of the Constitution, then slavery cannot stand? Mm -hmm. Was he radical for doing that? Was he an anti-government extremist? Maybe he was anti-that government at the right. time because that government was oppressive. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where Peter is at. He likes this particular government that uses its power to coerce and oppress in favor of the particular views that Peter likes to eliminate any counter view or any dissent through the force of government. That that's why that's what we see as a, as this government at the time. We're not anti-government. We're anti-lawlessness of this particular government. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, of any government, any, any government. lawlessness that exists under the Trump administration, we were against that. Yes. Under the Obama administration, we were against that. Under, under George Bush. W. Bush, we were against <laughs> yes. that. Yes. So it's not about anti-government, Peter, and it's not about anti any particular people, group of people, party or individual. It is our stance is against 
oppression. Our, st our stance is against the federal government or state government, but the federal government doing that which w is without, it's which is outside of the people's consent, a.k.a. the Constitution. And same thing with the states. The states have constitutions that are supposed to restrain their activity. Yeah in order to protect and promote individual liberty that you and I, Peter, have a right to enjoy. Right, absolutely. That's what we're about. That's what we stand for. And how could you be opposed at having really any office in government, any person that represents you, standing on your behalf in the gap to protect your liberty? Why would you not want a sheriff to protect you, Peter? I'd love to hear his explanation. I would love to hear. You know, I'm not a debate person. I don't really like debates. And I'm, I'm not asking Peter to debate me, but I'm asking for a conversation. Because if you're going to come on your media and, and sling your arrows and darts, at least have the decency to contact me personally and discuss this. Because if I had a way to contact Peter, I'd be contacting him. Let's have like, tea. Let's have tea, Peter. <laughs> he would call you a, that's probably a dog whistle now. Probably. Have tea some, I'm promoting some Boston white tea culture. Yeah, well, oh, I thought you meant like no. only white people drink tea well, or something? because it's the founding fathers who had the tea yeah. party and they were all white slave owners, you know, so whatever. There's actually a narrative now that the GOP prefers Putin over Biden because he represents white culture. And that on that an note of complete idiocy, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. This is kind of a show where you, I don't, I don't know, Jason, where you break down the, the leftist narrative and you learn how to communicate to the trolls, right? Would you say that? I wouldn't know how to yeah. say that. that yeah. Good. yeah. So, this is what you see. So God bless you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Um, God bless you guys. <laughs> we will see you on Monday.